Well, folks, it's Jerry Adams here, Arish. And uh, just reflecting on the fact that this is Shakhtan Nagilga. Now, it's not actually a Shakhtan, it's a fortnight, it's a cookish. Shakhtan is the Irish word for a week. But it's stretched out in typical Irish form to become a cookish, a fortnight. And Shakhtan Nagilga is the biggest celebration of the Irish language and culture in the world. And the festival used to run for one week, but as I've said, it became extended because it was so popular. And it now runs from the 1st of March on to St. Patrick's Day on the 17th of March. And two years before, two years ago before COVID, there were 30,000 events held in Ireland and across the world with an estimated three quarters of a million people participating. And Shakhtar Nagilga embraces language, music, dance and sport and increasingly events on social media. And writers too have brought a focus to the language. And one of the things that always frustrates me, and this is a good thing, is that many of the RTE presenters will use Gilga, even simple Gilga like Ihawai or Gumani Giaditsa. And then once shocked and the Gilga finishes, they stop using those phrases. We shouldn't do that. We should use whatever Irish we have every day. We should uh, only if it's, even only if it's two words or three words or four words or five words, just use what you have. That's what language is for, to be spoken. So as he shocked in the Gaelga and Kellaru is smoked in Gaelga, August Culter and Haran are done. Being urged in Rakta Orhu, Gor Shinu Amak, Hig Kokish E. Being she Arshul O and Kedla Marta Guji La Fela Padrig Ahan Blaine. August Ta and Changa Kyol Dousa Sport. Mar Hodge the Shakhtan Nagilga August Nismo Emakti Nareu or an Mian Socialta Anish Tanard Deraha Excrevenary or an Changa Anish Foster. So use whatever language you have, your A. And if you have the opportunity, plug into wherever there are Shakhtan Nagilga events and go along or come along and enjoy the crack and enjoy the company, and Winnegy Salt Ass. I, I was minded too that this is the 25th anniversary of World Book Day. And this reminded me of the volume of publications produced by former Republican prisoners. There's my, my own modest contribution, and Donnie Morrison's offerings, including his current timely book about the false narrative from the Dublin establishment, about the good old IRA. Jim Jazz McCann's given us a special insight into life on the blanket. Owen McCormick has just published Plude, his personal taking Yilga of life in the hits blocks, 1976 to 1981. Big Lorne. Lawrence McCune, former hunger striker, has published his prison memoir. Pat McGee's given us a compelling account of his history and of his experience. Jerry Kelly has a new book of poetry to add to earlier works, and they all join Sheila Dara's John Lennon is Dead, 
and Tom Hartley's spine tomes on Belfast history, including Presbyterian history. Rosaline Welsh is another fine writer and a good poet. Ella O'Dwyer is exemplary. So is Tony Doherty from uh, Derry. Jake McShackies adds to the Gilga literature on the Irish penal experience. And I just heard that Paddy McNamee has a, a new book out as well this last week. And there are others like Chrissy McCauley and Lily Fitzsimmons who produced their own stories and also there are compilations of women's writing like In the Footsteps of Anne. And Richard McCauley and I are publishing a new book on the Armagh women in the next few months. Jim McBay only this week launched his new novel, Stolen Faith. And I'm very minded to signal out the late Brian Campbell for special mention. He and Lorne and others pioneered prison writings. And there are others too, playwrights and songwriters, like Bick McFarlane, Brendan. The problem is that once you start to name names, you're likely to leave somebody out. But of course, the finest of our prison writers is Bobby Sands. As I write this, I'm very mindful that at this time, 41 years ago, Bobby was in hunger strike and writing his prison diary on scraps of paper to be smuggled outside. Bobby's poetry, prose, political polemic and other writings in Irish and English are now part of the tradition. So, we Republican authors have added a lot to the understanding of the struggle, and particularly the prison struggle. It's little wonder the British government says it plans to commission an official history. Boris, you're too late. On July the 9th, the people of Springhill and West Rock will mark 50 years since the massacre by British troops that left five local people dead. Three were shot by British snipers and they were children. John Dougal was aged 16, Margaret Gargan was aged 13, Davy McCaffrey was 15. Father Noel Fitzpatrick was also shot by a British sniper. He was based in the Corpus Christi Church in West Rock on Springhill. And Paddy Butler was killed by the same bullet that struck Father Fitzpatrick as the two tried to pull victims to safety. Like the Ballymurphy massacre that occurred 11 months earlier in August 1971, the British Army claimed that those killed were shot during a gun battle with the IRA. They also claimed to have killed six gunmen. At the weekend, the families of the Spring Hill dead met with local representatives, including Aisling Riley, MLA, to organise for the 50th anniversary and to hear a legal update from their lawyer, Padraig O'Murray, and to prepare for the inquest which the families hope will take place next year. The Spring Hill and West Rock families have never given up on getting justice and the truth of what happened on that Sunday, July the 9th, 1972. They are to be commended for their tenacity and courage in the face of British state efforts through the years to thwart, to whitewash and to cover up the actions of their soldiers. So watch this space as the families seek to continue the focus on getting the justice which they deserve. And speaking of justice, I published two photographs in my column in the Belfast uh, media and the Anderson Town News and North Belfast News. And the two photographs, well, one is of a school totally destroyed, levelled, 
Classrooms reduced to rubble. The work of students, the paperwork of students scattered across the ground. The other is of a hospital. Mickey and Minnie Mouse and other favourite Disney characters look down over the four floors strewn with the flotsam of war. Life-saving equipment destroyed. Walls and floors shattered by shrapnel. Both buildings were the target of rockets indiscriminately fired at civilian targets. Now, had these images been taken in, the, in U- Ukraine and resulted from attacks by British war m- machine, Gomeleska by the Russian war machine, or planes or rockets, the international media would have plastered them all over their front pages. Politicians in the EU, Britain, the USA and elsewhere, including Irish government ministers, would have been falling over each other to express their outrage and condemnation. What the Russians are doing in Ukraine is totally wrong. It's absolutely wrong and deserves being highlighted, exposed and deposed. But there's a need also for consistency. There's a need to be consistent. The photographs I referred to were taken in Gaza in 2009 when I and some comrades visited the region for four days. In the intervening years, the situation for Palestinians living in the besieged Gaza Strip in East Jerusalem and the West Bank has got worse. A year ago, the Human Rights Watch published a damning report on the policies and actions of the Israeli state against the Palestinian people, accusing it of committing the crime of apartheid and crimes against humanity. At the beginning of February, Amnesty International published a 250-page report that also concluded that Israel's treatment of the Palestinian people constitutes apartheid. Last week, video and photographs emerged of an 11-year-old Palestinian child being attacked by Israeli soldiers in East Jerusalem. The terrified wee girl suffered a fractured jaw. This was not an isolated incident. According to the UN Office for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs, 2021 saw the killing of 76 Palestinian children by Israeli forces using tank-fired shells, live ammunition and missiles from warplanes, helicopters and drones. At the same time, Palestinian families are being evicted from their homes and these are then occupied by Israeli settlers and others. Other poor people have to watch as their homes are destroyed by Israeli bulldozers. So where's the international outrage at these actions? Are Palestinian children or adults any less deserving of our humanity than those Ukrainian citizens fighting desperately in defence of their homeland? Of course not. What about the Yemen? What about Afghanistan? What about these other places of conflict that we hear little about? Sanctions against Russia are a necessary response to its invasion of Ukraine. But many of those who support such sanctions rail against sanctions against Israel. And this includes our Irish government. When reminded that seven years ago the Iraqis voted to recognise the state of Palestine, the Minister for Foreign Affairs, Simon Coveney, says this can only happen as part of the peace process. It's a peace process that doesn't exist and that the Israeli government has successfully undermined. This is hypocrisy especially from an Irish government that's currently on the UN Security Council. 
and which could provide real humanitarian leadership at this dangerous time, if it was consistent. Governments that support the right of the people of Ukraine to self-determination, and I support that position, should also support the right of the people of Palestine to self-determination. Those who urge tough sanctions against Russia should also urge touch tough sanctions against Israel. Let's hope that that will emerge from this awful convulsion in that part of our world. So, Shane Akarja, I'm going to finish up here with uh, an anti-war song, a very, very good anti-war song. It's Where Have All the Flowers Gone? And in this case, it's sung by Marlena Dietrich. Winnegi Saltas, Gunyuri Anta Lev, Tug Goboge, Slan Karja. Where have all the flowers gone? Long time passing. Where have all the flowers gone? Long time ago. Where have all the flowers gone? Young girls pick them, everyone. When will they ever learn? When will they ever learn? Where have all the young girls gone? Long time passing. Where have all the young girls gone? Long time ago. Where have all the young girls gone? Gone to young men, everyone. When will they ever learn? When will they ever learn? Where have all the young men gone? Long time passing Where have all the young men gone? Long time ago Where have all the young men gone? Gone to soldier everyone When will they ever learn? When will they ever learn? Where have all the soldiers gone? Long time passing. Where have all the soldiers gone? Long time ago. Where have all the soldiers gone? Gone to graveyards, everyone. When will they ever learn? When will they end? Where have all the graveyards gone? Long time passing Where have all the graveyards gone? Long time ago Where have all the graveyards gone? Gone to flower everyone When will they ever learn? When will they ever learn? Where have all the flowers gone? Long time.